This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Q&A for the Ultimate Combat Conditioning Masterclass. We are going to go right into the first question. So the first question, I'm going to pull it up right here. So we have, what is a good ratio of how many times per week we should be training each energy system? So I touched on this in the day where we talked about setting up your conditioning plan, but the best way to actually train each energy system is not by training them all within a week. It's by breaking them up into phases. So when you don't have a fight booked, when you're in your off season, what I want you to do is two times a week maximum, focus on developing aerobic power. So that was, you know, you can go back in the notes, I believe day two, we went over the exact protocols for that. And, you know, so a little bit longer duration, high, high, high intensity focused on helping the aerobic system generate energy at the fastest possible rate. Now, the reason we only want to do one to two times a week is because you're doing a lot of aerobic work already with your fight conditioning, with your fight training, sorry, you're getting a lot of conditioning work in there. So we don't want to start adding three, four, five, six aerobic sessions on top of that because you're just going to overkill it and in turn burn yourself out. So what we want to do is mix in two primarily aerobic power focused sessions on top of the fight training you're doing and then two to three lifting sessions per week on top of that now when you get a fight booked this changes so we talked about it i believe day three and i talked about say we have 12 weeks before a fight the first four weeks would essentially be an off-season program so like what i just said And then from eight to about five weeks out, we would focus more on anaerobic lactic work. So that's the energy system that's focused on buffering fatigue and pushing that anaerobic threshold or that point of gassing out further and further away. Uh, So that's shorter duration now, up to about 30 seconds of work, up to about 30 seconds of work with complete rest in between to be able to improve your anaerobic system's ability to function at a high level and not be as dependent on the aerobic system. The reason we focus on that from about eight to five weeks out, and that would again be probably two times a week, because if you're training regularly, you're already in very good shape. So we don't have to drastically overhaul everything you're doing. We just have to add to it to get that great result. And the reason we want to focus on that around that time and we want to drop down the aerobic work a little bit, I would stick to doing one aerobic focus session a week and two of those anaerobic lactic sessions. And the reason for that is because our focus, again, is continuing to peak you for the fight. So as we get closer, we want to focus more on the more anaerobic, more high intensity explosive efforts and less so on the longer duration, steady pace efforts. Now in the last three to four weeks before the fight, I'd say the last three weeks before fight week. So that last week should be more recovery focused. That last three weeks before fight week, all anaerobic alactic. So anaerobic alactic, as a reminder, is like the five to 12 seconds, max, 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 max intensity, followed by complete recovery. The reason we wanna focus on that is because that is the physical quality that dies the fastest. So if we focus on that closest to the fight, 
we're going to be able to improve it the most. And then on fight day, your anaerobic alactic system is functioning at its highest capacity. But if you're doing that all through the year and then you try to add to it, you're not going to be able to add a lot to it because it's already going to be used to being used, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, so it's not so much about how many times per week should you train all of them. It's more about how you break them up within your training season, when you're in your off season, when you're in camp. The other thing I wanted to briefly touch on with that question too, is that if you are off camp, let's say you've got six months between fights, I would do a mini camp in between there at least once, because if you're just only doing aerobic power, only doing aerobic power, only doing aerobic power work, it gets stale. Like there's a hits a point where it's just boring and like you're, you need to switch it up to keep your body adapting to different things. And so I would make sure that you are hitting that aerobic power system primarily. But if you've got a long time between fights, do a little peak. So through that protocol, I just talked about, give yourself a week to deload and then peak yourself again. So you can almost peak more than once, depending on how much time you have between fights. Now, question two, I hope that makes sense. I hope that clears it up. If it does or doesn't, let me know so that I can clear it up a little more for you. Uh, how can we know we are progressing? Do we shorten the recovery time? So when it comes to conditioning work, obviously an easy way to know you're progressing is how you're feeling while you're fighting, right? So if you're doing your conditioning work consistently, you're breaking it down like I'm breaking it down here for you, and that you go spar, you will feel better. I guarantee it. If you don't, it's because part of the conditioning work that you're doing here isn't working. Like there's literally a 100% rate of athletes that follow the protocols I give them and feel better while they fight. And so the way that you really notice it is that you're feeling better while you fight. You're feeling better while you spar. You're feeling better while you drill. Like things that used to make you tired don't make you as tired. You're noticing that you're hitting harder for longer within your rounds and just picking up on those little cues specifically to the fight. Uh, but as well, in terms of just training, yes, if you start as, as an example, the anaerobic alactic work, you start with 10 seconds of work and 90 seconds off. If you can keep the focus again is keeping that 10 seconds, max, 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 max effort. So if you can keep that 10 seconds, max, 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 max effort, and drop that 90 seconds to 75 seconds to 60 seconds to 50 seconds and that 10 seconds of work with each set doesn't start to dip in intensity then that also means your conditioning is improving the key with that though is there's only so low on the rest that you want to go like you do not want to go 10 seconds on 10 seconds off because you're not giving yourself adequate time to recover my recommendation would be minimum 10 seconds on 50 seconds off maximum 12 seconds on uh minimum sorry five seconds on 50 seconds off i said that wrong again like the minimum so like the lowest amount of work to highest amount of rest should be about five seconds on to 90 seconds off and i know that sounds crazy but if your anaerobic system is not well trained and you try to absolutely max effort explode with every single rep five seconds of work is going to tax that system a lot and then maximum so the like highest work to lowest rest ratio that these sessions should be done in would be 10 seconds of work and 50 seconds off so making it every minute on the minute 
you know, so at zero, you do 10 seconds of max effort med ball slams. And then at one minute, two minutes, three minutes, all the way up until that number. That makes sense? So yes, you can shorten the recovery time to see if you're improving, but the main focus is still the work that's being put out. If that work is dropping in quality, put the recovery time back up. You're going to get more out of it by resting than you are by just trying to cut the recovery time. I hope that makes sense. Now, question number three, what does my ideal active rest day look like? So my ideal active rest day, honestly, very, very, very simple. Do something you enjoy for one, but in terms of training, what I would get, what I get my athletes to do on their recovery days is first off, I make them optional. So I am very confident that athletes I'm working with are not trying to skip training. They're not being lazy. So if they tell me, Hey, I don't want to do anything today. I know that that means I've worked super hard this week and I need a day to just chill out and they don't have to do this if they don't want to. And however, it will help if they're feeling up to it. So what I do is I have them do 15 to 20 minutes of just steady state cardio. So we're not trying to push super high intensity. It should be pushing at like a five or six out of 10 intensity maximum and just keeping a pace for the whole 15 to 20 minutes. And then I have mobility routines that I add in for that day as well with the goal of hitting the whole body. So my goal with those mobility routines is they're hitting something in the ankles, the calves, you know, working through the knees, the hamstrings, the quads, the hips, the thoracic spine, and the shoulders. And then as soon as we can get through that whole body mobility session, I usually provide one, but I also tell them, if you've got other mobility stuff you like to do, do that too. The main idea behind active rest is that you're recovered, you're recharged, and you're ready for another week of training. So that's what I like to do. That's what I like to prescribe, but also anything that you feel like, you know, oh, I really like to do this on an active rest day, as long as it's not like crazy difficult, because then we're not resting anymore. As long as it's not crazy difficult, I'm all for it. If it gets your body you know, working through some of the soreness, gets you feeling good, takes your mind off of fighting, and just gets you recharging and ready for another week, I'm all for it. Uh, now, the last question I'm going to dig into, uh, where is it? Just give me one second here. All right, so what are exercises that I can do for the 90 seconds having that 60 to 120 seconds of rest? So basically, what are the exercises we can do for the conditioning sessions? So for every single conditioning session, we talked about all the different protocols and everything like that. What I want to make very, very clear, it is not about any one exercise, right? So a very simple way to do it is just hopping on a bike. Um, I like it because it's easy. Usually most gyms have bikes, but the main idea is the protocol that we talked about. So anaerobic, alactic being five to 12 seconds of work followed by a minute to 90 seconds of rest. Um, aerobic power being, you know, a minute to 90 seconds of work followed, like you have the sets and reps and that is the main focus, but the main focus as well is making sure that it's exercises that you can actually keep pace with. So if it's one of the more like longer endurance exercises, 90 seconds of work, as an example, I would hop on a bike, uh, battle ropes are a good one. Kettlebell swings are a good one anything that you can keep a pace for a longer duration. Whereas when we're talking more anaerobic galactic, that short, short, short duration, 
that can be stuff that's more explosive. So like medicine ball slams, weighted squat jumps, um, battle ropes are a good one for the short duration too. Um, yeah, basically anything that you can keep explosive medicine balls, slams and squat jumps are two really good ones. You can do split jumps. So like start the squat jump in a split. I'm trying to do that on the screen. And then as you jump split the other way, if that makes sense, I hope the hand gesture didn't just look weird. Um, but yeah, basically anything that you can keep explosive with or for the endurance stuff, anything that you can keep pace with. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusso. Thank you again and see you next time.